You found it! A Scoop of Life is a podcast produced by Square One World Media and features Cheryl Coop as host and storyteller. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the podcast called A Scoop of Life. My name is Cheryl Coop, and I'm thankful that you have taken time to listen. This podcast is a mix of one of my personal stories, sometimes a funny one and sometimes a more serious one, together with music from Canadian musicians, and then concludes with a brief spiritual insight. I hope that as you listen, you not only enjoy it, but sense God's deep love for you and how your story can intersect with his. And now, enjoy the show. The title of this episode is An Epic Love Story, Part 1. Do you enjoy epic love stories? Here is the first part to one epic love story. It was 1959 and Annie was a stylish woman working in a busy doctor's clinic where she served many doctors as their lab and x-ray technician and at times as receptionist. It was a time when women were encouraged to get married and have children. However, Annie chose to be single, pursue deep friendships, caring family relationships, traveling to see her new home of Canada, and out of her deep faith relationship with Jesus, felt called to give time to serve in her church community. Annie was well-known, extremely well-loved, and felt fulfilled. However, that was all to change. On New Year's Eve of 1959, Annie was hosting a small party, and as the clock was approaching midnight, her phone rang. Above all the noise and laughter, she answered it. A kind male voice asked if she was Annie, and then went on to explain that he was Dan, how he got her phone number, wished her a great new year, and wondered if sometime soon into the new year, she would be willing to go out with him. Annie hardly knew what to say. So she thanked him for his kind wishes and said she would let him know if a connection in the new year would be possible. She returned to her party and found it very hard to focus on any of the festivities that took place for the rest of the night. Annie pondered the phone call, whispered a prayer, and wondered what 1960 might hold for her. Not too long into 1960, Dan called Annie again and wondered if she would be open to going out with him. Annie said she was busy visiting several sick people from her church community in the next few days. And so Dan quickly offered to be her chauffeur for these visits. His kind persuasion won her over, and so their first date was decided. When Dan arrived at her apartment, Annie could not believe how handsome he was. She was especially taken with his warm smile and twinkling blue eyes. Off they headed in his lovely car, and conversation flowed easily, which took Annie quite by surprise. At the end of the evening, Dan asked if they could see each other once again. Annie took a deep breath and cautiously said yes. Dan was not one to procrastinate when it came to something very important, and so he called Annie the next day. Annie was a little overwhelmed, yet delighted by his desire to see her again. On this second date, Annie decided she would let Dan know that she was very open to being a friend. 
However, promising anything more than that was a bit daunting for her. Dan let Annie know that he wasn't looking for a friend, but for a wife, and felt that they would be a great couple. After a few deep breaths and some timid smiles, Annie suggested that perhaps a little break from seeing one another was a good idea. She told Dan not to phone or come over to see her for 10 days. Annie explained that during this time, she was going to ponder his desire and pray for wisdom. You must know that Annie was wise in her hesitation, as there is a great deal more to this story. Dan was no ordinary man. Dan had been married for 23 years to an extraordinary woman with whom he had eight children, and his wife had died of leukemia and he was left with all eight children to care for. Although Dan's older children had been very helpful in the care of the younger children, Dan felt that these older children needed to pursue lives of their own, and now he did not want to go through the rest of his life without a spouse. So, as Dan began to ponder his future, he felt that several things needed to be in place before opening his life and heart to another woman. First, he would pray. Secondly, he would seek the advice of an older woman that had become like a mother to him. Third, he would see his doctor for a checkup to determine if he was healthy enough to get remarried. Dan prayed fervently. His meetings with his motherly mentor matched his desire to get married, for she felt that not only was it the right time to find a wife, but that she also had someone in mind for him to meet. And his doctor declared that he was very healthy to remarry once again. Wow, everything seemed to point in the direction of Dan getting married once again. After hearing about the woman his motherly mentor suggested, and being told he could see her by visiting the medical clinic where she worked, he decided to go and see Annie firsthand. Since he knew she often was at the front desk of the clinic, he went and asked if she was there. The woman at the desk replied that she was Annie and asked how she could help him. However, when Dan looked at this Annie, he thought something must be wrong, for this Annie was very pregnant and had a wedding ring on. What to do now? He thanked her and left the clinic in a hurry. Hmm, that did not go as expected, and he decided that later in the day he would call his motherly mentor and let her know what had happened. When Dan relayed the whole story to her, his mentor began to laugh and laugh and laugh. She realized that Dan had met the other Annie at the clinic, who was indeed married and very pregnant. Since Dan wasn't sure he wanted to head to the clinic a second time, his mentor assured him that she would get Annie's phone number and then they could connect that way. Once the phone number for the right Annie was secured, Dan, with a mix of hesitancy and excitement, called her on New Year's Eve of 1959. He was delighted not only that she answered, but was willing to connect face to face. What would this connect mean for Dan and for his children? Dan did not know, but trusted that God did. For the rest of this epic love story, join A Scoop of Life next week. Now, please enjoy the musical stylings of Christopher Isaac. Chris is a Winnipeg-born keyboardist who performs an eclectic repertoire, ranging from jazz standards of the 20th century 
to reimaginings of themes from popular culture. Chris describes his music as a mixture of jazz, blues, boogie-woogie, and nerdiness. How do you tell people around the world about Jesus? A missionary traveled to a remote area in Paraguay only to find that the people had already heard all about Jesus on the radio. They were eager to receive Jesus as their Lord and Savior. Media reaches every corner of the globe. 
Why not use it to spread the message of hope through Jesus Christ? To help us spread the gospel, visit squareoneworldmedia.com. Waiting, waiting, waiting. Perhaps this is something that many of us can identify with, especially when attached to a love story. There are a host of stories from the Bible where people are waiting for something, just like Dan was waiting for Annie to answer him. But the most important story of waiting is woven throughout the Bible of how we as people are waiting for a Savior or the Messiah to come. In the Bible, in the book of Luke, chapter 3, verses 15 to 18, we read about a time of waiting for the greatest, most epic love story to unfold, which is the story of God, who because of his deep love for us, sent his Son, Jesus Christ, to the earth to die for us. Here then are those verses. The people were waiting expectantly and were all wondering in their hearts if John might possibly be the Messiah. John answered them all, I baptize you with water, but one who is more powerful than I will come, the straps of whose sandals I am not worthy to untie. He will baptize you with the Holy Spirit and fire. His winnowing fork is in his hand to clear his threshing floor and to gather the wheat into his barn but he will burn up the chaff with unquenchable fire. And with many other words, John exhorted the people and proclaimed the good news of Jesus Christ coming to earth to them. Thanks for listening, and I hope you will let me know not only what you think of the show, but also something that may have resonated with you made you laugh, or encouraged you. You can contact me via the website www.ascoopoflife.com or on Facebook or Instagram under A Scoop of Life. However, let me spell that for you because you may think S-C-O-O-P like an ice cream, but it is www.askoopoflife.com C-O-M, like in my nickname, Scoop. I would love to hear from you. My team here at Square One World Media and I enjoyed producing this episode, and I hope you will come back and listen to more episodes as they are loaded on www.ascoopoflife.com. Mm-hmm.